0: Now broadcasting live it via so Ustream loud. or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdumboard.com presents the Bagdum Cast.
1: Oh my goodness, and that is crazy.
0: Why are we friends
1: with you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad i didn't get
0: wow, slapped. I'm glad to your mom is uh,
1: uh, You said your know. parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, I really should I punch sense.
0: him? It doesn't <laughs> like, work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Uh. Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of the Bang Boardcast. The only reason it's special is because it's our fourth anniversary, and we're not doing anything really for it, are we? No, we kind of did that with like 169. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, it's episode number 176. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Then we go into... The list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out,
0: <laughs>
1: July, third. I did that. I did that because you uh, you always think I'm going to screw it up. Yep. Because and you always think I don't know the date. Much like the Usually coaster don't. I gave you. I you're, I you're screwing it up. Just look uh, at you. I'm a fidgety.
0: <laughs> you are fidgety, Chris. What do we end with? Sorry, I was moving my coaster over because <laughs> I realized I wasn't using it. <laughs> <laughs> And then we always do our weekly rotating They're main not coasters. <laughs> <laughs> our weekly rotating main topic, which this week it's our June look back. We're taking a look back at four number one issues that came out back during the month of June. We've got Bubble Gun number one from Aspen, Superman Unchained and Batman Superman number ones from DC. Comics, and two lives of the Fabulous Killjoys from Dark Horse Comics. Hmm.
1: But the way we have to keep people from being so fidgety. Well, I was going to say we are celebrating our anniversary, yep. and we're celebrating it with anniversary beers from one of our favorite breweries,
0: Ithaca Beer Company.
1: Local brewery. We can say that, right? Like, it's yeah, Western it's, New York-ish. It's, yeah. it's, not, Central it's a New bit York. of a drive, yeah.
0: but it's not too far.
1: Yeah. And uh we're starting off in chronological order of the bottles we actually own, because we don't have a 12th. We would have liked we mentioned know. before. John's like, oh... We really wish we had four different beers for our fourth anniversary. All right? Suck it up, man. We got three. I will. Be happy.
0: Hey, we got those tilts downstairs, hey.
1: too. Hey! Oh, we, we can finally one make fridge. a Red Lantern.
0: <laughs> it's angry. <laughs> we don't have
1: cinnamon snop so what's the point? But we do uh, have... A... I'm going to make a different drink.
0: Okay. You I'm just saying. I'm doing a Red Lantern. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have a 13th anniversary out, uh, and this is malt beverage... Brewed with citrus peel and double hoppy wheat ale. It's double hoppy wheat ale. That's what this is, uh, and we're drinking batch E! Exclamation point zero three four.
0: It's E for eh. Excelsior. Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, it's not.
0: It's not super great. He, here's the thing. After it's not the best. I think I gave this like a two and a half out of five on Untapped when I checked into it. After it's been sitting here opened up and I've been drinking it, it no longer really has that assault on my mouth. Like, I'm right. not getting that really, like, malty, bitter, hoppiness and it had real, like, on the back. Uh, that well, real citrus, ser- citrus peel pop
1: in the mouth. It says it's supposed to be served under 50 degrees Fahrenheit for all you Canadian and or European listeners. Anybody not using Fahrenheit. I don't... I guess everybody else, <laughs> right?
0: Right. Right. But, but uh, I, I kind of like it now that it's not so much warmed up because it's it seems like it's the same temperature we had before, but now I've just built up the tolerance to it or I have that coating on my tongue already of just that, like, kind of bitter that you yeah. get on that back end there.
1: Mm-hmm. No.
0: It's not terrible, but it's not great. No. Like, based off of the other anniversary stuff that we've had, going back to this one, it's like, I'm glad they only did this one for one year but you can still find it everywhere they, yeah. they're still brewing it like you really? can still you can still go to their brewery and they have it on tap
1: wow yeah i didn't know that do they have 12 no. no oh well then son of a bitch yeah yeah but 12 12 didn't sound that great what was
0: the uh the quad yeah 10 12. was the uh milk stout what, 11 what was 11 was
1: the milk stout Ten was the um, American Fairly. Ale. American Strong Ale, and then they did a bourbon-aged version of it, too. Which, that would be what I would want to drink.
0: Yeah, those both sound great. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. But, something else that could sound great is maybe the news ball? Yeah, maybe. And, uh, I don't know where you guys want to jump in with the news. Uh But, what was stirring some pretty good conversation before the episode started is uh, an interview that happened a couple weeks back that we haven't talked about on the show with Steven Spielberg and George Lucas coming out and saying the end is nigh for uh these big summer releases tentpole movies because the bunch of the studios are putting up way too much money in production cost you know over 200 million for Iron Man 3 over 200 million for you know Man of Steel and they're thinking that these studios are going to get sh- are going to shy away from it if there's one big bust, and the bust is going to happen, we're in a bubble here, people. Well, I. Warner Brothers put up that all that money for Green Lantern, and they but didn't. They couched it. It was a hundred and fifty million. It wasn't as big of a budget. It as wasn't as big of a budget, and it. But it didn't do nearly as well as they wanted it to.
0: And but uh, but right. then you they front the money, and then they get something like Man of Steel. Yeah. So
1: yeah, not well, every. know you're right, 200 million budget for Green Lantern, also.
0: So, not every movie is going to be that big blockbuster. Yeah, and but you know, as long as it can recoup some of that money, it's going to sell some action figures. They can put it on paper plates that they sell at Target for kids' birthdays. They're making money from that stuff too, and you don't get the licensing money in those grosses.
1: And uh, what else? also was, like, Disney last year put out John Carter of Mars mm-hmm. did not do great, but... Christmas. Yeah, it was a different... That time. was a uh, yeah. yeah, okay. I, I... Oh, it was Battleship with the same guy. That yeah. came out there in the summer. Battleship was after Same actor. Awful. That was a big budget. That was a bust, but it didn't make anybody... <laughs> lifetime gross. Or Battleship, you guys want to
0: take a guess? 68 million.
1: 40. Chrissy, we're very close. Uh, but Price is Right rules, you lose. <sighs> 65 million. Wow. Yeah. Uh, budget, production budget, 209 million. Oof. So that was a big old turd. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes, it was. Which I can,
0: to kind of get back onto yeah, the subject, I can understand what they're saying that, yeah. Movie companies are spending a lot of money to make these movies, but like we were discussing before, I actually started recording. Look at stuff like Iron Man, Man of Steel, Avengers, the Dark Knight movies. When they perform, they perform well. Man I think Steel
1: just crossed five hundred million dollars worldwide. Iron Man three is you know close to three hundred million dollars domestic is three close to three hundred and fifty million dollars just domestic. I am sorry. But you go into any investor, ever, and say, hey, I will give you a dollar, and then two years from now you give me two dollars, they're going to say yes. That <laughs> is a great killer investment. Because the turnaround time on these things, on you getting that money back, is what, two years? Two years of production Not... and release and everything? They're looking for Man to Steel, they're going to poop out that movie, number yeah. two, in a year. Yeah, they So yeah. it's a year and a half, 18 month, like, from putting my down payment down to getting my money back out. It is an awesome investment. Like that's 100% return on investment. You can't get that (laughs) anywhere else. No, No. I think, and if you can write me in listeners, because my 401k looks shitty right now.
0: I, I think what the companies need to do is just not make shit. Like, Straight up, it's the same thing with video games. They need to just not say like, yeah, you know, we can kind of just phone this in if it breaks even. Cool. Really take a look at what you're putting out there and just look at it and be like, is this something that people will want to see? Not just, does does it sound like something people want to see?
1: Or don't just sink all your money into like, it has the most amazing graphics. The storylines, you no, know, yeah, we didn't really care about that because we got these great Graphics. Well, I was talking more like video games. Yeah. yeah. Um, What was it? Rage. It looked awesome. It looked like it was going to be an awesome game. And it was mediocre and super short. But something something like, they hired those. But it looked beautiful. They hired those game testers from those commercials. You should really (laughs) dial up the graphics on level three. You guys know what I'm talking about.
0: But stuff like Battleship, where it's like, eh. The Transformers movies do really good. Let's make more movies about toys people. Like that that kind of thing is like And then make them look like Transformers. Yeah. Just get the creative teams look for Pacific behind. Rim coming this summer. But, but see, here's the thing. Pacific Rim it looks pretty decent. I do want to see it. <laughs> No, but it's because Guillermo del Toro, yeah. and it does seem a lot like Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is an yeah. anime about aliens with giant robots fighting them, and they're synced up with people's like emotions. Like That's probably as close as I'm ever going to get to actually seeing an Evangelion Live live-action action movie. And the fact that Guillermo del Toro is behind it, okay, he's one of those creators that when I see his name attached to a movie, I take note. Yeah, I, I'm exactly it's, the same way. Get those people. Get those Christopher Nolans, those Joss Whedons, the Guillermo del Toro's, the Tim Burtons. The like, guys who are just the Zach, really... Zach Zack Snyder's, the people that... Are creative.
1: Yeah. Like, that have a vision and can produce that vision. When you see a creature in a Guillermo del Toro movie, you automatically go, oh, that's a Guillermo del Toro movie. Like... When you watch Pan's Labyrinth and you see the, the the guy getting the girl, the you know, the creature that gets the girl to go do this stuff to come to the fairyland, you're like, yeah, when you see that creature that puts his hands up mm-hmm. where his eyes are, because his eyes are in his hand, like, you're like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's the Guillermo del Toro movie. <laughs> that's his creature. Because putting it next to his head kind of re- makes the whole eyes on the hand pointless. Because, like, why wouldn't you just use, no? Nope. It's, it's, oh, but it's a, it's a creepy looking guy. It's a that creep, looking, thing. It's yeah. That yeah. creep thing. Yeah, it's, hey, Paul, you're the, you're the guy that introduced me to Guillermo del Rey. I, I know. With the, the devil's, devil's back back backbone. mm mm-hmm. Call bum code? What <laughs> did you <laughs> say? Back, well, I started to just not talk. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's backbone. What happens? You didn't start it with devil something, right? <laughs> Yeah, devil's backbone. Because you were already saying it, and I didn't want to talk. I over thought you. we'd say it together. Oh, but you—you you were like devil's backbone. Backbone.
0: <laughs> but I see what they're saying, and I think the companies do need to take note of what they're putting into production, what they're moving forward on, and actually giving it the time and love that it needs. That but is- I don't think we're going to see like what they're talking—like the fall of the blockbuster. It's not going to be like no movies are performing well. You're going to have. Still one or two big movies every summer, every winter. There's going to be something.
1: And some of those surprise movies. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> Hangover. Hangover District, was yep. a huge, huge one. Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. District like, 9. District 9. Those those movies out of left field, but like District 9 has a a really interesting guy, creative guy doing that. Mm-hmm. What I think is funny, it's those two that probably started this fall with, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, like phoning it in with that movie. <laughs> the, the Star Wars
0: prequels.
1: Right? Like they they're the phoner in they became phoner in guys. Like mm, no, nah, I'm just gonna keep wearing my baseball hat and I'm gonna make another Indiana Jones movie. And they're like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. Yeah. They did and they also started the whole summer movie blockbuster Star Wars, May. They they started the summer movie Blockbuster. And Jaws was the first big summer movie. Like, it started the summer movie craze. Like, hey, you guys know for at least movies during the summer, they, like, make a lot more money? (laughs) People go batshit crazy for these things. Because apparently theaters have AC, and people hate the heat. (laughs) And two, kids are out of school, and they got discretionary income. So, boom, we can fleece them out of their money, give them the AC, and also a big screen. You can do these big epic stories that you can't get that experience at home. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) It. <laughs> now we can though, and that was another thing they were talking about. Like theater, the theater experience is gonna fall by the wayside as people more and more people have better and better
0: home experiences. And th- that's something they've been going forward with for a while now. Like it was a big thing, like 3D movies. Go see it in 3D. You can get 3D on your TV now. Like and, wh- what's what's next?
1: Well, Disney said uh, has cut. ESPN 3D. They're no longer doing ESPN 3D. That's
0: probably them. a smart move.
1: <laughs> because they they don't see the uh, ratings for it on the cable networks. They just have dropped it completely. It's really interesting because ESPN is one of those channels that charges cable networks to carry them, not the other way around. ESPN, most of the time when you want to be carried, let's say if we wanted to do a bag board television, you know, TV network like Oprah, she, they have we, Oprah. The, we happened? are the
0: next Oprah. So I mean,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oprah has to pay big name, right? She has to pay like Time Warner Cable, Comcast, to have them carry her network. ESPN says no, you have to pay us to be able to take ESPN. And if you want ESPN One, you also have to carry two, three, and 3D. And now they're dropping 3D because apparently it's almost a poison pill. Right now, to try to make cable channels carry it because of the bandwidth issues of how much information has to be carried for the 3D, mm. and also the um, the the home ownership of 3D still isn't there to really make people want to do it.
0: And plus, they need to get the money to make more Girl Meets World episodes because that was picked up <laughs> oh, it to did. be a series. They're going forward on it.
1: Not on. I've Dis- seen a- Is it on Disney Channel? Only? Yes,
0: it'll be Disney, Disney Channel. On there.
1: <laughs> 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 why can't it be on abc you own abc now what what the hell because A- they want people to, to get yeah abc everybody gets abc you know yeah. who doesn't get disney y- yeah but what's Hawk. on abc right now <laughs> like do i really need to watch another uh that's this des- the the, the, the uh, desperate mm. housewives yes <laughs> or or what was last resort which failed like they don't, don't have anything know that good sure on was there. <laughs> That was that submarine show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they kept making yeah. a watch in front
0: of movies. Yeah, they showed it on the, the first look thing, yeah. yeah.
1: Thanks for showing up for the 20. <laughs> no, thank you. But anyways, Steven Spielberg, uh, George Lucas stopping the X. Right? That's, that's what we're basically saying. Like,
0: Yeah. We don't think, okay, you, you want know, to be out there. Just, with... I think a lot of it, too, is like, yeah, you guys aren't performing well. You can't. Say the sky's falling because there are still companies out there that are doing well.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, even Sky's falling. Falling Skies got picked up for a second season. <laughs> what? Aren't they on their fourth season? I have no idea. Um, well, what does Lucas care? Because Lucas sold all his rights off. Like, he's
0: just swimming well, in money. Oh, uh, maybe that's him trying to get people to be like, oh, I'm not going <laughs> to see that movie. It's not going to do well. <laughs> it's like trying to sabotage so he can buy back the rights like cheaper. Like, George. Uh what's his name?
1: Paul McCartney and uh the Beatles. <laughs> I was going to say you're talking about the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney buying back the uh library from the uh, Michael, Michael Jackson? Jackson's estate back when he started failing. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Uh, uh go since ahead. we were just talking about some Star Wars, we could jump into some other uh news. Uh it, it was asked of Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill if they wanted to be the new movies, they may need to lose some weight. That's just kinda mean. But the Force doesn't work. He, now, now he has more Medichlorians in him. So he should be even stronger with the Force?
0: I ate too many Medichlorians. <laughs> no, like, depending- There's nothing mini about the calories in Medichlorians. Well, I think a lot of it just depends on the time frame. They don't want them, like, the characters to look too old, I guess
1: especially what you probably want to show them in flashback sequences, show them a little younger, that's easier to do when they're thinner, because you can't be like, we just defeated the Empire! (laughs) Were you strung by a bee, Princess Leia? Like, what happened? We just beat the Empire! (laughs) (laughs) Well, if the prequels are anything to show, it'll all be CGI anyways, so it doesn't matter. You know what? It's not... It's it's not Lucas anymore. Yeah, well. And you know what? Disney is one of those companies that put the right people to direct the right people to write
0: the in Marvel charge movies. of these.
1: You okay. know? They they do. They got I mean, they have um what's his name on Star Star Wars, uh from Star Trek. <laughs> um from Lost. JJ Abrams. Yeah. You know? We knew you could get there. Thank you. I had, a, I had a little trail. I had to leave a breadcrumb to get to get to <laughs> that point. You have to get back to Lost. They, you have to get back to the island of Lost. I to. Uh, but they, I mean, they put the I think the right people into yeah into those movies.
0: And you need you need to have the originals in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Speaking of originals, going can throw over to comic books right now. Uh just announced last week that Boom Studios is actually buying Arkea Comics. Oh, well, I, I think that's pretty I think that's good for both of them. Yeah, I think that's awesome because they're two smaller indie publishers that do a lot of really cool stuff on their own like not a lot of really licensed books. Um Arkea does the Henson. like the Henson books. Boom used to have the Disney stuff. I don't know if they have anything licensed right now. Peanuts? Okay, yeah, the Peanuts books. And they have some of the Cartoon Network stuff. But
1: I think... It, Who does uh, Adventure Time? That was Boom. Boom, okay. I, I think Is it's, that still their kid Kaboom? The kids? Line? Uh, I think they got rid of that. I think it's they dropped Kaboom. Boom, I think now. it's just... All, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. But I think it's awesome that it's two small publishers pretty much teaming up. Not that they need to topple the giants because they're kind of their own niche publishers, but... If it gets them
1: into more comic book shops, it's a good deal.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Archaea... Their trades are awesome because they always do those really nice hardcovers, especially mm-hmm. for the stuff like Mouse Guard and Free Comic Book Day last year. They had that awesome little hardcover book and it's, it's gorgeous looking. Like just what they do with their like trade and graphic novel productions.
1: Yeah. They have a, they have a really good eye for doing just that catchy kind of stuff.
0: And they're kind of like the art house. Yeah. Of Indian yeah. publishers. When, when too.
1: they find a good talent and a good story, they really do push it. Like those mouse guards. is for Arcade. media, yeah. And Mark wade That's where he kind of escaped to with Boom for the longest time. Yeah. For a good two or three years. He was years. In his EIC over yeah. there. Doing, uh, Uncorruptible and Unredeemable. Irredeemable.
0: Irredeemable. Yeah.
1: Not the ear and un of the comic book world. The ire. Yes. Video game news. <laughs> Shield. From NVIDIA, NVIDIA's handheld, uh, portable, somewhat portable game system, uh, was supposed to release last week. It has been pushed back to August, the release date, because they said third party hardware issues, uh, is causing this lapse in release time. And Chrissy had no idea what was this. this I didn't. And And after you described it, I decided it's not for me. It was originally going to be $349. And then two weeks ago or last week, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, not depending on me not wanting to look up the time frame, uh, they dr- dropped the price down to $299. And what it is, is it's basically a controller that has a flip up screen that you, c- that runs on Android Jellybean. So you can download Android games onto it and play it anywhere you want on the go, wherever you want. Or you can stream Steam games off a local PC off a of local Wi Fi. Now Steam was of course the Valve game marketplace that carries a bunch of awesome games and libraries of old games and always does awesome pre sales you know, sales stuff near the holidays and also during the summer. If you want to buy the entire back catalog of like LucasArts, you can do that for like ten dollars during Christmas. It's kinda of crazy. Um that's that's actually kinda of cool to be I mean, mainly you have a handheld Steam game player for you. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like well, you gotta I, be at home. Yeah, with a PC that's able to handle those games, anyways. So, like, why what, wouldn't you be yeah. on your PC? You why know? would you want to be in your PC in your hot room, Paul? <laughs> when you could be playing the game in your living room by the air conditioner? I have central air. And usually Is usually. central keep... air on now? Because it's yeah. really warm in this room. <laughs> well, I, we do have the door closed.
0: I was, I was going to say we take a break to pour the next beer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do we have any other news? Like, it's not a three... Like, that convenience isn't worth it for $300. And I don't know what kind of issues you would run into if... Okay, I could understand if it's, like, I have a PC and I have two people wanting to play games on it. Like, okay, you know... Kid A wants to play, you know, uh Radiohead's World of Warcraft. And Kid B wants to play, you know, something off of Steam. So Kid A is going to play some World of Warcraft. Would it cause issues with both games? If, we, if there was only the one PC running both games with the shield in the other room? I don't know. I don't know how it would work. I don't know either. I just found out about this just now because when you were talking to Chris about it, when I was in the room, mm-hmm. I was not listening. Like, I was trying to figure out. The th- where's the th- where's the value of that three hundred dollars? If it's only the convenience factor that I don't need to sit in a room with my PC, it's not the the, the consumer buy in the consum the consumer surplus, which I think which is the uh, economic term for it, isn't there? Yeah, which is it could be term. getting there though. I mean, who knows? It could. You might want to play your video game when your dad works on that computer and right and the you same, can like, stream you can stream it that way like it, it would there cause issues with both of those programs running, yeah. like yeah, I, who who knows you know I don't know that's something that you could write the people about because it. it's been reviewed uh and showcased at e threes and stuff and it's worked really well the streaming has worked really well at e three at those demo events. But of course, those are kind of like perfect spots. Like we're gonna stream this game to this handheld, and hey, it's actually working, which is a miracle at E3 to do anything on Wi-Fi there. And I'm not saying it to take anything away. It's just still, I don't know how practical it would be, even for it seems like a lot of awesome like hardware inside of it, and I think it's underpriced cost-wise, but. The utility that I would gain from it, I don't know if it's worth 300 bucks.
0: I don't think so. Especially yeah. when for 300 bucks you could probably just get another, like, small gaming laptop or something.
1: No. It would be hard to get a gaming laptop for 300 bucks that was worth. Which would be worth playing games on. You know what I mean? Uh, but 300 bucks gets you more than halfway there to a pretty good gaming machine rig, you know, for another PC.
0: Yeah. We like gaming rigs.
1: Yeah. Gaming yeah. rigs. Are good. I don't
0: know. Okay. Any
1: other news? No. I just had a couple. Um, Go ahead. X-Men First Class has cast another um, actor, unknown, really kind of unknown guy. Um Big Rooms. No, <laughs> what Vin Diesel? That's what I'm thinking. No, of. that's that's the Marvel has that has, they brought him in for a little talky talk. Who knows what movie last year he was peti- peti- petitioning that he really wanted to play Vision. I really hope. Well, that would be awesome. He's awesome as a robot. Remember Iron <laughs> Giant, guys? <laughs> One of my my favorite. I Uh, Vin Diesel movie. V- Vin Diesel movie. I keep on forgetting his name. <laughs> that's okay, I want to call him Vig Rames, and it's <laughs> a different guy altogether. <laughs> yeah. Sarah. It's the last movie I saw him in. He oh, did that voice kept going. Sarah. It was really weird. Anyways, yeah. Uh, an uh, unknown guy in uh, um, X Men First Class. One of the characters that has not been cast is Cyclops, and this guy has a look of, uh um, what is it? James Marson? who, yeah, who was at, who was at, who hasn't signed back on. He's, so you could be having a new. Cyclops. So it looks like a guy that girls just constantly leave him in every movie he stars in? Yep. <laughs> that guy, I swear. Guy is... Every time you see him in a movie, he's like, he's "Got a type. Oh, that girl's leaving him by, before the end of this movie for another guy. It's how it is. And uh, Ron Perlman has... Even one of your paper movies from Disney, Chris. Enchanted. Unch- he, it wasn't like he was left alone, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sorry. Ron Perlman says that the possibility of a Hellboy 3 might be pretty good. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has really liked working with uh, Legendary, and Legendary is very hopeful with him and want to do more projects with him. And one of the uh, presidents of Legendary, mm-hmm. when they're all sitting down at dinner, said he'd love to see a Hellboy 3. That'd be fun. Hellboy out on his own doing his own thing. Yeah. I,
0: I like the Hellboy movies. They're, They're really fun. fun.
1: Talking about trying to find time to get things done, Joss Whedon says he's still unsure of when he's going to be doing uh, Dr. Horrible Single blog, blog 2. He's saying that he's still all cut up yeah. with Avengers. He was really <laughs> hoping to get a shot, like, basically right now during this downtime, but he just <clears> finished <throat> up the Shield Pilot and everything, and he's like, I don't know when I'm going to find time. But Which... then, the guy. 12 Days shoots Much To Do About Nothing, which is now open. But, but that was done Worldwide. a while ago, Th- though. Yeah. That was done in, like, the break between Avengers. Yeah, 12 Days. Which he had already cast, they shot it in his home, Yeah, all his friends. He was going to Italy, and then he's like, no, I'm going to call up my friends and shoot this movie. <laughs> but like, also that wait, script is written. He'd he'd have to write music. Like that's his thing, is like yeah, they, but they they his brother's written like here's the thing. most of it is written and it's just him finding the time to sit down and get it produced. And
0: everyone he works with, like everyone in his stable of creators, is working on SHIELD or Grimm or other stuff right now, too. How oh, I
1: met your mother or <laughs> <laughs> like he's going to Broadway after that.
0: Neil Patrick Harris. Well not not even just like the People yeah. that he works with, like actors with, like Nathan Fillion or Fleach Day, like everyone that he writes and directs and produces yeah, yeah, yeah. with, like they all are kind of stretching out on their own too. Writers, go on strike. Just, yeah, that's, that's you what know we what? need.
1: Conan O'Brien was hilarious when you guys were on strike because it was just kind of awkward. <laughs> you got me watching Conan again. Uh, we got sing along Blog, Heroes Died. And so a lot of good things came out of it.
0: <laughs> Heroes, Heroes was good. I
1: And then the writing strike happened.
0: Tim Kring just killed his own baby. Like he just, he held that thing underwater and looked it right in the eyes. He was like, fuck you kid. <laughs> fuck you, you're not ruining any more of my meals. Got <laughs> got really bad.
1: <laughs> I'm glad he finally caught up. If I caught up you got to the second season
0: and we halfway through and we're like Oh my no more. Oh my god, no more. I I was like, people have to be just they're they're just overthinking it, like no, it's it got really, really shitty. Yeah. I
1: I don't know like, how Joe's such an about face. From the third time that girl shows up again? Wait, the one girl? that keeps on dying, the one that was like impervious to things, and but she had a multiple personality disorder. Oh, but yeah. then it was her twin sister. Yeah, and now then there's was another like, one. Yeah, it was like, I have no idea what's going on anymore. And it just sucked. Uh, unlike this next beer we're going to drink, <laughs> which is awesome. It's probably one of our favorites.
0: Well, you guys are in luck because we just poured that next beer. And this is another Ithaca Excelsior series. This is their 14, which we had for the first time ever last year. Remember that, guys? Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, it was I yesterday. I... And we've had this beer, like, at least once a month, I think, <laughs> since then, because we were able to find it constantly bottled and on tap in a couple places. Um, Which batch is that? Does it say on the uh, This is batch e four zero four four.
1: Okay, so... It's Which cool. is every... I think every bottle we've had has all been from that 44 batch. Hmm.
0: But this is their um, Hoppy Black Ale, as they call it on here. Uh I love this beer.
1: We've talked. We've we've
0: reviewed it we've reviewed times. multiple times on here too. Let's,
1: let's let me uh grab the Black IPA ratings. Uh Chris, how much do you love this beer? Do you love it as much as John and I, or do you love it less than John and I?
0: I can't remember what I scored everything at now. No, just guess. Just take a guess. How much do you love it? Uh, what else did we have during that month though? Uh Blue Point Toxic Sludge. I love that beer. Stone, that one surprised me.
1: Stone Sublimely Self Righteous.
0: I can't remember that one. It's stone, so I'm thinking it probably wasn't that great. Uh,
1: no, you were middle of the road with it. Uh, you only, you, that blue point that you loved, mm-hmm. you rated stone sublimely just 0.5 underneath that one. Okay. Uh, Southern Tier Iniquity, Wookie Jack.
0: Oh, the Wookie Jack. Which we also love. Yeah. Uh,
1: the Black IPA from
0: Emily's. I think my top three were the Toxic Sludge, the Wookie Jack, and Excelsior. That is correct. I can't remember the order, though.
1: Uh, I don't know if the order matters. He's just asking, do you love this
0: beer more or less than us? But he's asking as of a few months ago, yeah. whenever we did it's
1: this. Just, I thought it would be fun. <laughs> Pop. <Pump. laughs> That's good. It's just a yes. like No, you didn't love it as much as John and I.
0: Because I think I put the Wookie but, Jack and like the Toxic Sludge. You went, like I think up I...
1: 14, number one, okay. with 9.5. Wookie Jack, number two, with 8.5. And Blue Point Toxic Sludge seven point
0: five. Okay.
1: okay John, I and I gave this perfect ten. Mmm. This is There's, this is the black eye in the in the standard. words
0: in the words of Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter sequel. <laughs> There's always room for improvement.
1: I wouldn't want them to Nine. do anything different to the sphere.
0: <laughs> what if it gave you a blowjob?
1: job <laughs> uh, no. I- I it's... usually stick my dick in the beer before I drink it, anyways. That's why he calls no, it his swizzle stick. This is it's not because I, I of the love size. this beer.
0: I, I really enjoy the toxic sludge too. I'm glad that you can still find that on the shelves at Premier. Like that's a great beer for what it is.
1: For a 7.5, it is. <laughs> I rated it a six. John gave it an eight. He loved it more than you. The toxic sludge. I was re- I was rating everything heavy in the beginning. Yeah, that's true. But this—I deserves... try to get away
0: from that. That's right with stuff I have a point less, I guess.
1: <laughs> Except for the Harpoon Black IPA, where we all rated it a four. <laughs> yeah, I think that was really bad. And then the Heavy Seas was also our lowest. Yeah, Heavy Seas is not a good brewery. But um... Yep.
0: this the 14's... Fantastic though. Hopefully there's still a bottle or two floating around somewhere because I think like... John, you said this is our final bottle that we have. Cellar. No, this
1: is our final bottle of fifteen. Okay. We uh, still, no, we still 15. 14.
0: Okay. I that. think we still fuck have you, Q fourteen. But I... Drink you again later.
1: Again, this is another this is we another... gotta save it for the zombie apocalypse. It will be our barter. Well, hopefully... We will be able to control all of East Hope... Asia. Well, well, hopefully here's the that's thing, for our fifteen If we can, if like we can our... get if we can get another bottle of thirteen, we can Next year on our anniversary, drink them all again. Okay.
0: That's, that's gonna, what I was hoping for, I'm actually. Gonna, I'm
1: going to try to track down... We need a time machine in order some to more. get 17 for the next one, so that way we can have five. Or... We try to track down... We have some KBS we could trade.
0: <laughs> we we trade. No. Let's get rid of some of those other, like, the voodoo ones first. Yeah. We can get like, rid of some of the voodoo's that we didn't like.
1: We did. Yeah, we already did. Oh, that's you. where we got is the gingerbread stuff. Okay, yep. yeah, that's, yeah, that's how we got ginger the gingerbread stuff. Okay. Anyways, that's just beer for the future. Right now, we're looking into the future for comic books. Books coming out July third, July third. Hey, that brings us to the list. Yeah, Paul, what are you looking forward to? Well, that is a very good question because I have forgotten. Oh well, Paul's it's forgotten. Avengers number fifteen, actually, not written by Jonathan Hickman. What? So the solicitations say. Um this is being written by Nicholas Spencer or Nick Spencer. I don't think he goes by Nicholas but the website says so. Uh and this is part 2 of Echo Terra uh for the Avengers plotline leading into Infinity. It's still Jonathan Hickman's story where he's one of the architects so where it's uh no it's part 2 of this story that he's been reading up to since issue 1 of his Avengers run.
0: And he's trusting it to someone else. I guess he's. I don't know,
1: man. Like it's crazy, but uh, yeah, the uh, what are they called? The origin sites where the origin bombs exploded. That these kind of somewhat celestials, but not celestials, sent to Earth. uh, They've been activated, and shit is going down on Earth. And the Avengers are trying to stop. You know, trying to like kind of take care of what's going on. Trying to manage the crisis, the situation. While trying to figure out how to exactly stop these somewhat celestial beings. Because they're not celestials, but they are like almost like that celest- celestial power type, you know, where when they show up, oh shit. is It's a big thing. Yeah, I think and these are new characters, I believe. I don't recognize them, but I'm not that big of a Marvel fanboy. So maybe these are... Nope. They brought the... Gems together to try to destroy other Earths, and that didn't work, and things are going crazy. It's kind of a fun, crazy ride, and I'm just kind of barely holding it together with this, much like a lot of the, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, kind of lost me, like, while I was reading it, like, from Jonathan Hickman. Are you falling off the Jonathan Hickman bandwagon? No, no, it's not that, it's just no, he like... he's just not smart enough to keep up. Yeah, it's, it's that... I, I have a hard time keeping up is while it's it, happening, and then once it finishes, like it wraps up, and then you're like, "Oh, this is," and then you're able to like piece it all uh, backwards, and then you would get it be it. better you know, like, to read it as a trade? I you think, think all Hickman stuff is better as a trade. <laughs> I really do but it's kind of fun to be lost and like wanna wait for it because you know it's going to pay with Hickman you know it it will pay off yeah at the it's end. kind of it's you, and you, you, you wanna... enjoy that little bit of being lost awesome. being like because you're trying to figure it out trying to piece it together and trying to understand it and then when you do get it it's kind of like a puzzle game or like um professor layden or a you know one of those uh, type of games where you feel really smart for getting it finally no or if you were right, you're like, "Wow, man, I'm like the smartest person ever right now," because <laughs> it is kind of like, "Well, like, who are these people? Are they like celestials? Or are they not? What is he trying to do with the story? Where is he going?" And like getting there and like understanding it all—it kind of it's, it's an achievement he unlocked.
0: Killed. Boom, boom, Hickman, <laughs> John,
1: Unpicked. <laughs> oh, ah. ma'am. Come on, that was a good one. Achievement on hit. damn that's what I would call it. I, I, I got it. Got achievements or or trophies? If, if, because you guys are now PlayStation mm. fanboys. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm not PlayStation fanboy. I'm just reserve. I'm the PlayStation Four. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be saving a hundred bucks playing the same games I wanted to play anyways. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm basically getting and a not- free game for buying a PlayStation over the Xbox. And not buying a system that you're not going to use almost all
1: the features it has. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to Ten Grand number three. Um, J. Michael, Starzinski, and Ben Templesmith. We reviewed this Mm -hmm. two months ago. I really liked it. Issue two kept me going. I really loved issue two as well. I really want to see where this goes. Uh, You're following a X... hitman that has been resurrected from death by angels to uh, work for the sight of good. And they kind of put this little whisper, evil whisper in his ear that, are you sure you're working for the angels? Are you mm-hmm. sure you're on the right side? Do you really know, is your wife in heaven? And when you die, you get five minutes with her, or is she in Purgatory, because we're pretty sure she's pretty close to hell right now, mm-hmm. and they keep kind of, you know, turning that, turning that little bit of a. This dialogue. is number two now. Uh, this is number three. Okay, because yeah, that that whisper in the ear didn't happen in issue one. Yeah, that one. happened in issue two. Okay, well, that is a really good twist because before it was like, oh, this is Constantine. Yeah. Except he has a reason to be doing this other than Constantine, which you're never really sure. Other than like he's got his own motives, yeah, is it's all self-serving, yeah. And... But this it was fun. It was a good thing. Yeah, out. I, I, I enjoyed, really liked it. I Did haven't you? had a chance to read number two. Okay, yet. you gave it back to me, so yeah, I I'll had give the, it back. Uh, to yeah, you. put that stack there. I wish I loved Ben Templesmith's art. You know, I when I first like when I first picked up the book, it took me a while to pick up the book to read it, mm-hmm. and I like started opening it, and I was like, oh, I don't feel like going into this artwork. When two came in. First off my yeah. stack, I grabbed that book, and I read it, and it fits perfectly. Well, I guess. And you, like, later on, like, in issue two, you see a, um, a demon. It's a type of demon that can only go into a human host, and what does he do while well, he has that short time in that host is he just eats. And he's this huge engorged thing. It looks like a tick about to pop. And he's just sitting there eating and eating and eating. And it was like it... With that art, with hit artwork, it just- In fun of me for having Lyme disease again. Creepy. am yeah. Kind of Kind of a low blow there, bringing up ticks. Father, will you carry me upstairs? I'm tire. <laughs> tired. tired. With move. my Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> it ate away at my heart.
0: But so but is now that you're... why you're so bitter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is
1: that why you stole Christmas from those little kids? <laughs> yes. Heart is two times too small. Uh, <laughs> I don't care about those who's down in Whoville. Not at all. But uh 10 grand number three is my pick. Uh Chris, are you looking
0: forward to a Green Lantern book? I am looking forward to a Green Lantern Man, book. This is
1: like a relic from the past that you're bringing up. Well, you wait. bring
0: up Relic because he's the newest <laughs> Green Lantern villain. A hey, X Factor. <laughs>
1: um, No, I, you guys would be surprised. How much has changed an X-Factor since the beginning?
0: Yeah, the the cover looks a little bit different. Um, I'm looking forward to Green Lantern number 2, written by Robert Venditti, art by Philip Tan. Um, We've basically got the new status quo for the Green Lantern core, Mm -hmm. as was set up in the last issue, Green Lantern number 21. Um, The central power battery is out. We've got a new batch of Guardians kind of taking control of things. And Hell's kind of the lead. Green Lantern to keep things running while they're going on a tour of the universe. You'd be like, no, we've been locked up. We, we don't know what the universe is, and if we're going to guard it, we should probably see how things are. Can I ask, yes. is Oa still the center of the universe? I believe so. They haven't talked about it. Because for a while,
1: what was it, pre-crisis or post-crisis? Well, it was in 52. In 50, like, well, it, there was a black hole at the center of the universe for a while, and Oa wasn't really the center of the universe. And I don't remember anymore.
0: It's all Morrison. Yeah. Morrison's basically the DC version of Hickman.
1: Hey, guess what? Well, now Marvel is the old pre-crisis of
0: DC. It because they ultron. have, because after, uh. They got Ultron. They, they,
1: yeah, once they got Ultron, they have a multiverse now. It's crazy. It is. And there's, there's a crisis going on. Galactus is over in the six, is over in, uh, Ultimates. They're all the Ultimates are crossing over. You got the Ultimate Spider-Man hanging out with Peter Parker in the Six One Six. It's nuts. It's very crazy. There's yeah. an infinity
0: yeah. of but, Earth. But the book I was talking about is <laughs> number twenty two.
1: <laughs> wait, wait. I thought Paul's pick was Ultron. Wait, what happened?
0: <laughs> Didn't he pick X Factor? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he got Morrison and Hickman at the same time. Kaboom, right in your face, Green Lantern. Yeah. So they want to go see what the universe is about.
0: So they're seeing what the universe is about, and while they're gone, Hal's got a bunch of new recruits, and Larfley comes for a visit to Oa.
1: Hey! Wait, does Ar- Larfley still own that one whole spect- sector of space?
0: That's still his sector, yeah. Okay. That, that's his.
1: And is Yasmot still off-limits?
0: Isamult. Isamult?
1: Um... With the Red Lanterns being that's still kind
0: there. of their own corner. I don't think the Green Lantern Corps really wants to do anything over there though, well, since basically isn't the Manhunters six six six. Yeah, since the Manhunters are responsible for the destruction and killing of that entire sector. yeah. But these are
1: the new old Guardians. Yeah, the ones that didn't have anything to do
0: with the Manhunters, right? Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think the Red Lanterns really care. They already got their revenge on them, and the they did. Final issue of the.
1: Green Lanterns. Well, we're
0: gonna have to see what's going on in Red Lanterns. Huh? Oh, okay. Because, because Guy Gardner's gonna be a Red Lantern again.
1: Well, so they gotta be angry about something.
0: They will be. The Red Lanterns.
1: Okay.
0: I'll probably be looking forward to that one when that comes out. But for now, I'm looking forward to Green Lantern number 22.
1: These console prices are way too high!
0: Red Lantern! <laughs> yeah, so, uh, let's move on. Isn't that Red Hulk? But <laughs> I don't understand that. Oh, well, I didn't puke, so I guess it's
1: Red <laughs> it's Red Hulk. And I am hot, so yeah. <laughs> red Hulk. Because the matter he gets, the hotter he gets, for whatever reason. Hmm. Red Hulk. Hmm. Not hmm. stronger. He's, He's red. He's fighting AIDS in Africa. It's, good. it's, it's a good right. thing to do. In, in parentheses. Another thing that we do is yeah. our dramatic reading. And this is Superman 655. Countdown tie-in The Secret Origin of Superman's Pale Jimmy Olsen Page 8, Panel 3 Not unusual for a paper boy, but still And that was a dramatic reading of Superman
0: 655
1: (laughs) by (laughs) Paul You couldn't tell because I did such a great voiceover work that's a good Superman voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but we are reading a Superman book uh in our list
0: here. Well, technically two, two Superman books? Or is one a Batman book? Well, one's a it's both. Yeah. Because that's gonna head us over into our main topic, which is our June look back. We do this every month. This shouldn't be a surprise to you unless this is your first time listening, which hey. Thank you very much. Paul's, it's a new episode, Ben. Paul's, Paul's going to be begging you to rate and review us at the end of the show. Just wait. <laughs> but be. we do, we do this every sure. month. We've been doing this every month for almost ever. Yeah,
1: I think it's been the mainstay of the the only thing that is basically be Beside, constant besides the beer oh, and the list and the list. And the list. And the list. And we and have a few news. mainstays. Yeah.
0: yeah. So basically, the only thing that changes the movie picks, which we do periodically, <laughs> as a main topic now. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, every every Thanks month for we throw
1: me that bone, guys, or a not episode know, you pick the beer, where I though. just like record you guys in secret and then post it up. <laughs> We'd be like, yeah, they won't care.
0: Yeah, we usually don't. But every month we do a whole bunch of comic book reviews. Usually they're number one. Sometimes they might be new creative teams or arcs on books that we already read. But this is us. Giving something a shot and being able to justify spending two ninety nine or three ninety nine for a book because Or four ninety nine or four ninety nine. Or three ninety nine. Hey. You said three ninety nine. I did say three ninety nine. Oh, okay. Um Ooh. just to, to check it out because you know what? We can justify it by saying like eh, it's not something I would normally buy, but for the podcast.
1: Yeah. And sometimes those books are things that you hold on to. You go, you know mm-hmm. what? I grabbed this, not thinking I was gonna like it, and I'm gonna stick with it.
0: Indubitably.
1: Like Chin Music. Chin Music. Or Ten Gram,
0: Yeah. Both the same month. <laughs> or, John, one of your picks for the list last week, was it, or the week before now? Batman Superman, number one.
1: Yeah, it was. It was my pick. Uh, I really wanted to check out with uh, Greg Peck and uh, Jay Lee doing art. And um, I I wasn't let down. I, ca- I got the great art that I expected out of this book. And... Um, and the story as well. And what you have is... <laughs> can I can, can I have you explain to me what you think happened in this story? Because there's a moment of pure time machineness that It's very I,
0: time machine-y. And where I think it's get a to little be. confused. Yeah. I,
1: I think so that's the right. point. Yeah, go ahead. Give me all all right. the you breakdown. Want, you, yes. you want me to tell you what I think happened in this book? Yes, please. So you have a run-in between young Bruce Wayne just starting out as Batman and young Clark Kent just starting out as Superman, still wearing the t-shirt, cape, jeans, and work boots Mm -hmm. uh, as their secret identities. Superman, Clark Kent, lets Bruce Wayne know that a couple of his uh, employees from Wayne Corp have been murdered or attacked in Metropolis and Batman goes to Metropolis to figure it out, starts fighting with Catwoman, who's obviously under some kind of brainwash, hypnotic
0: possession, Possession.
1: demonic possession. Then Superman comes in, breaks up the show. The two of them fight. Then the thing that's holding on to Catwoman lets go. Swims down to take over either Batman or Superman. You don't know because all of a sudden Superman is in some. He's back in Smallville.
0: And he's talking to older Batman.
1: He's talking to older Batman. Pa Kent's there.
0: Pa Kent's dead normally, though. They were killed in an accident. Mm-hmm.
1: And, well, that's uh, what. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And then uh, the whole thing is being watched by what I think was possessing Catwoman. And she's grinning. She's happy that this
0: is happening. So you you weren't lost? I think you read it exactly how it's supposed to be read. See,
1: now, I read it as the switch is that Superman was always possessed by this trickster. You know, this demonic whatever. Um, if, you want, if you go to DC's website, it's a source. She's from Apocalypse, and she's the trickster or something. Uh, and we're getting a flashback of when he was first. It's kind of telling the two stories a, chrono, a chronously, where it's showing you when he was first possessed and when now. Where at the beginning he is possessed already. He's saying that his parents died, but that's just the trickster messing with his mind. That mom and pa Kent are dead, and this whole thing is all illusions that she is playing on his on Superman's mind. He is getting his past wrong. he's remembering his own past wrong mm, I don't know how, how
0: is it how is it in action comics or Superman though Armand Pakken still alive
1: I believe so
0: okay well then that's that's the trick
1: yeah. in uh Superman though they're both dead okay oh twist they are both dead in an accident they're both dead. oh man I didn't know that. Even in action because comics, I don't think they talk about it. When uh, Superman is being possessed by um, Hector Hammond, mm-hmm. both his parents are alive, holding his and Lana's child, mm-hmm. and enjoying like the sunrise and in having a nice cup of coffee.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, "This isn't right. They've, they've been dead." See, I. So. See. Yeah. Okay. I, like, see I might be reading it wrong and I am totally willing to read it wrong. Yeah, I mean it's cuz until... I, I read
0: wrote it the same way that John did. You're right, you're
1: right. I think it's open I think we're getting But it
0: does it does paint it where like right when the art switches over mm-hmm. cuz someone did like the last half of the book. Mm-hmm. Um the, the possessions kind of ended and Superman's kind of coming into like the whoa what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm talking to Batman. Your costume's different. Um
1: my thing is yeah, because he's referring but, to him as a demon. The first time I faced a real monster, and it feels like somebody's whispering into his ear all these kind of untruths. You know, this uh, that
0: that's how he's viewing. Yeah, that's how he's viewing Batman. Though, like this is like I think we see their almost first meeting
1: mm-hmm.
0: as Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne here. And they don't know who Batman or Superman really is at that point. Like they haven't established a relationship on their own yet. He thinks Batman's this murderer because hey, this is Gotham. Uh, this is Gotham. This is how I first met him. This guy's a serial killer, and he's smiling at me, and he's cool as a cucumber while everyone else is freaking out.
1: No, I thought that was what Batman was talking about.
0: Right? No, that was that was Superman talking about. Like, Superman. listening to like... his pulse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you can tell because the, like, the dial, uh, right, the, right, right. the thought boxes are darker. And the
1: and the weird thing is, is Batman says he's the, smiling. He's the, probably the, thinking
0: of the thousand ways he can kill me. The man.
1: Batman that is fighting Superman at the end end in uh, Kansas is someone who's been friends with Clark Kent. He's been friends. Yeah. They're on the Justice League together. You told me that this would work. That I kind of needed to be here. And I have, I should have the setting just right for my kryptonite that's going to mm-hmm. poison you. Right. You know? So, Batman doesn't know what's going to happen. Superman possibly did. Because he's already lived this by going into this time machine. Okay, so there is a. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he yeah, yeah. knows to have let Batman know that, hey, you need to show up. At Smallville. At Smallville. Bring at the, Bring your kryptonite shield. Bring your <laughs> kryptonite shield and have it set to prime My powers about are this, like this because I haven't ad- absorbed enough sun radiation. So don't kill me, please. That would be bad. Yeah. I don't want to die, but knock me out. Yeah. But that's what that's what it's reading towards the end there, and just that face, that last panel is just her being like, "Oh, this is you know, this is
0: just perfect." When I was reading this. She seemed almost like a Mister mixel like type mm. character that she's just there. She's playing with everyone. She has Catwoman possessed. Then mm-hmm. she jumps into Batman or Superman. Yeah, it does seem more kind of like Superman just from the writing of it.
1: Yeah, and she just um, like she says right before she leaves Catwoman after seeing Batman and Superman fight, she just says like, "Just what I was looking for." Like, mm-hmm. so you know, but I, she seems to have a motive to kill the Wayne tech Guys, and also when you read the source knowing that she's from apocalypse there's you, you definitely can then describe a motive to her other than just
0: being there to mess with people today so i didn't I didn't read the source it's okay I, it's okay i I appreciate that you said it's okay
1: it's okay you know it's <laughs> I'm bringing in more than the comic book, which isn't something that should happen the yeah. comic book should be big enough the story should be enough for you to but also but you know it was, right now, it, makes it, you, it makes you go who is this person I need to get mm-hmm. number two issue now number
0: I, two will probably see her on apocalypse or talking about mm-hmm. apocalypse then. yeah
1: maybe but uh, it doesn't not having that information didn't subscribe didn't subtract from the enjoyment of the issue no no okay the uh, the artwork is just great mm-hmm. in it I really like it just like that front part like with um actually that first page too uh, but like the tree that awesome looking tree in the background that found that's, that fountain. All, that's- See, that was, like, which led me to kind of think, oh, this is almost like a dream sequence because it's so, like, gothic and creepy and it's like somebody has actually gotten their, because it's so thorny, gotten their thorns
0: into that's, that's this just guy's memory. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that's, that's him and drawing...
0: they're, in, they're that's, in Gotham at that point. That's mm-hmm. him drawing Gotham. Because when you look at Metropolis, it's, it's all... It's all Art Deco. Yeah, it's all very Art Deco, very angular. But it's... But
1: but that's with the gutters and not with the yeah. actual background. And see, that's why I was thinking the background was almost a dreamscape until we get to Metropolis. That's, where it's, that's how oh, all this of his
0: is. artwork is. And all of his covers are basically the same thing. And I can't fault it because it's, it is an awesome style. Mm-hmm. And what I really liked about this one is the fact that he's not working so monochromatically. With every other book he's on, the color palette it's all just kind of like you're, it, okay you it's all black. Yeah, it's all very dark. You're getting like one color but then just different tints or shades of that mm-hmm. color. With this one, you've got Superman, so you've got the blue, red, and yellow on there. Mm-hmm. But then you've also got Batman there. So, you have to play to both of those sides. And I think it works like the artwork popped on this a lot more than it has with any other J. Lee book. The last one I read was the um the before Watchmen one with Osmandius. Okay. And Starwork's still fantastic in that. Superman.
1: Very Asian looking though. That
0: that's how Jay Lee draws yeah. all, of his, all of his characters though. That like that's mm-hmm. just
1: Yeah. It is style. it's kinda like where yeah. you have to you have to get over that fact if you're going to enjoy a Jay Lee book, I think.
0: I, I really like that. I'm glad this is something that I just, I John, just you're a, you're gonna be The picking double up.
1: page spread was a lot of fun.
0: The one with uh, Batman on one and, side and Yeah, Superman, remembering
1: yeah. their parents, yeah.
0: I don't remember it's, what it's, it was. It's like the third page. So it's okay. Too far. It doesn't I'm matter. sorry. I don't the listeners what... can't see it. Um, it I know. I'm matter. flipping through the book. See,
1: like the, yeah. the the Asian look on him. I just took it as that's just how he draws people. Like mm-hmm. that's how he draws his Superman. So I didn't take it as anything else than just. Yeah, that's it. it's just something that you kind of. It hit me, and it's something like, okay, well, that's how it is. But you can see, uh, you know, like a lot of things is, oh, that person looks just like that person like his Bruce Wayne looks looks a lot tall and like skinny like they're not more built you know they don't feel like built and stocky yeah they do feel slender
0: he doesn't draw like really stocky stocky characters characters, right
1: right and that's it's it's one of the things it's a nitpicky thing but it's a thing I'm going to put out there that hey I could understand other people uh, people having a problem with it With his uh, character designs. Yeah. The page layouts, the background work, it's very moody, very atmospheric. Um, I think it encapsulates things well. It's just, uh, yeah. Some of the character work I would like a little better.
0: I'm interested in seeing where it's going. Mm -hmm. Would Um. you pick up issue two?
1: 399 uh like i said i'm 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 looking to make cuts you're looking i don't to know make cuts. so you're cutting stuff you might you can you can yeah, add maybe, some, I'll, maybe add something you, you <laughs> cut two books say hey, you get a, you get another book yeah you'll have like two much left over i got to look at how many books i'm i don't actually know how many books i'm buying per month but i definitely want to cut down and once i figure out how many books i'm buying per month i'll hit it, i'll figure out a goal <laughs> and then when when i know what that goal is then i can like make a my my bracket of top like, whatever books. You know what I mean? But we got another Superman book.
0: And that's Superman Unchained, number one, written by Scott Snyder, art by Jim Lee with Scott Williams, and also Dustin Nguyen doing the, uh, backup story, because what's a Scott Snyder book without an awesome backup story? And this is kind of more y- your big screens like superman i guess i don't know i haven't been reading any of the other books so you guys would have to help me out with that because paul you read action comics john you've been reading superman um this is a superman he's protecting earth i don't know what he's doing in the other ones
1: uh and soup and action comics the ones that were really uh hyped Coming up, be like the new story from Action Comics. Is going to be, written. it was about him protecting Earth. Okay. Uh, and now it's going to be a new creative team starting with the next issue. So, I think I'm dropping off. this <laughs> couple of Dell is uh, going to be writing Action hey. Comics too. He's writing Action Comics and Superman and Superman
0: and Superboy
1: and Superboy and, and Teen Titans and Teen Titans and Red Hood and the Outlaws. No, he's, no, on. he's
0: okay. out on that one. It's uh, James Tinian, the fourth now. Uh, who so the did the, or the third? Fourth. Well, the third he a-
1: had the adventures of Tintin,
0: is, and then he had uh, you're thinking about oh what's his name artist that's
1: okay though. uh
0: Williams the third yes j G- H- Williams, Williams the, third. the third yes, thank you, you're welcome you
1: but um hey, this I is a fellow person that puts their microphone head to the microphone i know i I, I, I could
0: not that. think of it, but uh book starts off with a little bit of a flashback to something falling to earth, but it's not the Superman you think it is.
1: Uh, We don't even know who is in that Nagasaki bomb, Uh, but it does kind of look like Superman Blue. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, no, this is Nagasaki 1945. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. they're really going to tell the story, huh? It's very not Wolverine.
0: It's very different. Um, the The main action beat of this one is there's eight satellites that fall to Earth, and Superman thinks Lex Luthor's behind it. And he goes to have a meeting Well, with they're him.
1: not falling. They are being shot weaponized and shot down to Earth. Yes. Eve makes mention of it. That's why I make mention of it here
0: in the story. And then uh, you have him go talk to Lex about it, which is actually probably my favorite part of the mm-hmm. book. Because Scott Snyder writes awesome villain interactions.
1: Where um, he's made a dior- 3D diagrama- diorama out of paper.
0: From the, from the Iliad, from the it's the actually account. in the pages of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of the Superman book that I would want to read. I don't know if I'm ready to pay four ninety nine or three ninety nine for it every month.
1: Do you get a digital plus version?
0: There, there oh. is one. This wasn't it though.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know if having a interview with the creative team at the back of the book is worth an extra dollar. Well,
0: this also had the fold out. Like four page poster,
1: that was annoying. I found it equally kind of annoying because it's like, Chris's book, and I'm unfolding this, and I don't want it to rip, like fall out, and then See, yeah, well, I, and then there wasn't even that many words on it.
0: Like, well, no, because they were touting it as a poster. Like yep. it's, but it, it it's the next page in the book. But it's also a standalone, like, hey, you can take this out, because it's almost held in with, like, the glue dots yeah. that you have on the back of gift cards. Mm-hmm. Like, it's made to be, like, taken out, and it's all drawn by Jim Lee. Um,
1: and, but the only one side is worth putting up, and then it has the word balloons it's, on it's there. it's him
0: punching a satellite. And
1: it's him, like, yeah, breaking into a satellite. So there's a lot of just garbage. It's not that iconic of a pose for Superman, and also, what are you going to do? You're going to take out that book if you want to reread it and then, like, go to your wall and take it off the wall to read the back of it? And then the,
0: it just... Well, they need you to destroy the book so you can buy the hardcover that they have coming out buy in, like the digital seven copy. months.
1: Yeah. Or buy the digital copy and read it on your iPad. Or Kindle Fire.
0: Exactly. But it's Superman investigating the eighth satellite that fell to Earth that he didn't stop.
1: Right, he let it fall into the Indian Ocean, but somehow... But
0: but did it fall, or was it kind of pushed over there? Because because he he thought it
1: landed on... He thought with the trajectory, it was going to land on an island, and it landed in the water.
0: And he goes to investigate, and there's a handprint on it. And it seems that there's more secretness going on from the government. Yeah, because there
1: was a base it would hit, but the base has been unmanned for years. Except it isn't unmanned. It's manned. There is a man left on base. They're underwater. Oh, my gosh. It's the same base that is in Wake. Yeah. 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 And there's an advertisement for Wake in this. It's um, yeah, also discussed And there's a secret military was- base that houses the ultimate weapon versus Superman. The real Superman that has been working. Spoiler, sorry. Uh The real Superman who's been working for the United States government for over 75 years. And if you look at your cover.
0: It's the 75th anniversary <laughs> of Superman. Yeah.
1: Uh and it's also goes back to uh the bomb that was dropped in Nagasaki. We saw a basically Superman Blue turning into Superman red there and also the binoculars in the backup story that the uh, pra- uh,
0: them pulling that Superman has, yeah. out of the the water um, or
1: not no not Superman, but a survivor of Nagasaki is it though? No, it's a,
0: guy, it's a guy that... Oh, yeah, it is, because he's got his eyes burned out. You're right. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read this since well, it no, came out. Well, no, he's
1: up. looking for Lois Lane. Yeah. So he's... It's happening now. I need to talk to Lois Lane. Yeah. It's happening right then. So it's not a survivor from Nagasaki. You're right. Yeah. It's somebody that has escaped from that military base. Or saw what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh good read. I'm like I liked it. I'm in his Superman kick. I, you know, I'm reading Superman. I was going to order this until Chris started ordering it, so that's why I picked up Batman Superman. Um are you going to continue on this book?
0: Yeah, you know what? I ordered the first 3 issues cuz I was like it's Scott Snyder. He's one of the top-tier writers over at DC right now. I always enjoy Jim Lee art. He does great superhero comic books. I
1: liked his Batman stuff from Hush so much more than this. So, like, there isn't, like, it never felt. I don't know. There wasn't enough gravitas to it. I don't know what I was looking for, but I was. I think
0: I hyped it up in my own mind a little too much. Uh, you you might have because I, I. This this is what I thought it was going to be. It's yeah. It's, it's Superman.
1: It's not as
0: great
1: as what. Hush the, was right, yeah, but here's, it's it, like, not as great as what Jim Lee can always do. And it, I think, I mean, the guy's got always has a lot on his plate. He's writing a big book, so you know mm-hmm. he doesn't have that time to really go into things. And he it, did. It's a
0: four-page poster, fold-out poster for this book too. And if you look at all the regular, just normal panels, yeah. the amount of detail in them's
1: yeah
0: awesome. It's not all just focused on Superman or like mm-hmm. you were saying, like with Batman or yeah. Batman Hush had so many guest stars in it, that was kind of the draw for it. Mm-hmm. This, it's another Superman book. Like, you get to see Lex, you get Lois, you get Perry, There's you get Jimmy.
1: That, like, that scene. Like, with him, with the... Superman seems almost,
0: like, menacing
1: at points. Like, when he's in the shadows and all you see is the laser eyes going that's, on.
0: It's, well, that's him, <laughs> like, okay, what the hell happened here? Uh-huh. He's investigating underwater.
1: No, even before that, when he's satellite. saving people, it's like it, it's he comes off a
0: little menacing
1: form to me. I, I feel, and it's for whatever reason, I want Superman to that's, be bright and.
0: That's how he does Superman, though. Yeah. He did the same. He's smiling at the guy right there, and he's like, "Hey, go get go get some help." I did and like then the, celebrate.
1: I did like the word balloons of like, no, these. I hear their heart rates; they're freaking out. I better talk to them while there's still atmosphere laugh. Hey guys, <laughs> everything will be okay. Trust me. I turned on the radiation shield. You won't be burned up out here. Everything's I, I okay. Did, I did like I did like those moments of what he's thinking and then him acting from what mm-hmm. he's thinking. Like those those were those were good. Those did make it fun. Those did dial up your X-ray vision to gamma ray. Radi- <laughs> radi-
0: and when you're talking about Superman being menacing, it's when he's doing stuff that's awesome because he's tearing into yeah, he's
1: tearing the into satellite.
0: Them. And then he's grabbing the guys and, and like, throws, throwing throws them throws out of the outside. satellite. Like, you're
1: safer out here.
0: Yeah. Because then as soon as you actually see him, like, talking to the people, mm-hmm. he's shielding them. He's protecting yeah. them. And then he's just, like... Kind of, like you broke like seven Guinness records
1: uh, for what we just did here. Yeah, you know, sell, uh, seek metal uh, atten- attention and then recalibrate.
0: And I love the fact that they like, there's this prison revolt on the helicopter, and you have Lex just sitting there handcuffed, still reading his book, making his like plans his for like rock. the new yeah. like the solar plant in Metropolis. There.
1: Yeah, this I love is... the cool, collected Lex Luthor that is overly intelligent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I love the fact that he, Superman's kind of like, no, you did this. And then Lex is just like, why would, why would I do this? And then Superman's just like, because you can
1: Yeah. Because he just wanted to show the world that you could, even when you were getting put behind
0: bars, because you're a jerk. Like I said, I did order the next two issues of this. I don't recall what the price was. Cause I didn't look at it when I ordered them. I was just like, yeah, it's Scott Snyder and Jim Lee. I'll buy it to check it out, give it that three-issue try. So I'm going to have to see if it's worth the price to continue buying it because I've been on the fence about buying a Superman book since the new 52 started. Mm -hmm. And I've always been like, well, I miss like the first 12 issues of Superboy or Supergirl. I I don't need to jump in. This was a number one, though. That makes it a lot easier to kind of justify, especially with the great creative team. I... If it's worth, like, the two ninety nine or three ninety nine, because this was a little bit more, you get the poster. Mm-hmm. It's got a different type of cover than they've had. It's almost, like, glossier, I think.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you get, like, an eight-page interview in the back with Jim Lee and Scott Snyder. The 5.2. Yeah.
1: Questions, yeah.
0: I I can see this being a little bit more because it's the premium book. It came out right before the Man of movie. Steel. It's the 75th anniversary. I think it came out, like, the week of Superman's birthday, too. Hmm they were able to charge an extra book or two for this book I think
1: extra two remember drawing the line at 299
0: they still do have some decent books under 299 though so well,
1: almost yeah, all the books, I don't fault them. almost all the books I buy from DC are all 299 books right so I'm just saying that when they feel like they can charge a premium they do charge a premium hey you know what I don't mind paying 8.99 for what the next beer.
0: Oh, we gotta pour that out.
1: (laughs) So, 15th anniversary, Al.
0: 15th anniversary. The one
1: that John and Chris brought me back from their trip to Ithaca. Ithaca. Uh, We reviewed this just a little bit ago. We all really love it. We actually drank our second last bottle two days ago because, hey, you can find it in stores right now, and we're all planning on buying some more bottles. Uh, It was last night when we watched Despicable Me. It was last night. No, no you're it's right. Tonight. It's Friday. It, it, it was, was two nights ago. You're right. That's right. I closed. No, last 30, I was so, yeah. right. No, you we were right. Chris and say I. You were right. I was right. John, you were right. Listeners couldn't tell who I was looking at. I could. I'm looking at you but in yes. this photo of us on Facebook. <laughs> we're on Facebook <laughs> celebrating Happy our birthday. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, a dark rye ale. Um, very delicious. It has a, a little bit of that yeasty kind of taste to it um but you definitely get the rise and i have to say every bottle that we've had is slightly different and i like i really like that
0: this is one i'm actually looking forward to seeing how different they are and how it ages too
1: yeah i um i definitely want to buy several bottles to check them over the years on how they change and have bottles to continue to drink of it because it is really really good i wouldn't put it as high as 14
0: but it definitely should be up there because it is really delicious. The first time we had this I said I think I preferred the Great Lakes Rye of the Tiger more. But every bottle's been a little bit different. Yeah. I am leaning more towards this one. It's got kind of more of like a nice golden like
1: yeah, a golden raisin. Yeah. The the like, one we had It's on, got a sweetness The to it. one we had on Friday was very rye. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was it had more of that rye bite and I was like Wow, this is really good. I can't wait to taste the other bottles. And yeah, this is one I definitely want to see how it ages. It's very light. I feel it's not as full mouth flavor as the fourteen. As as dark as it looks, mm-hmm. you expect yeah. it to be a but lot more. It warm.
0: has a really good it linger. Has,
1: it has a nice linger. It has a nice malty taste to it. It does. This one not as rye as the others that we've had, but you know, I still get a hint. You get that hint. And you get a lot lot more of that kind of yeasty belgiany taste out of this one. Which is yeah, much more belgian. Yeah. Which is true. still it's still very good. Um I definitely enjoy this a, just a lot.
0: I think I still prefer the 14, but this was easily a close second. Yeah. Yeah. Until we get to try the 10th and the 11th somehow somehow. We got to find
1: some way to track those down. Um but, yeah, no, uh, Old Habit, too, is definitely something I want to see how it ages.
0: I'm kind of kicking myself for not buying more of that when we were there, but I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, it's, cause it's
1: so hard to tell what how something's going to turn out.
0: Because I knew how much I loved the 14, and when I saw the 15 was the rye, I was like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy that no matter what, even if it's not as good as the 14. I was pretty much right.
1: Yeah.
0: But the Old Habit, I think I bought... Two bottles of you it? You bought two. I bought yeah. three.
1: Because we were reversed on it. I bought more of the old Habit, and you bought more of the 15.
0: Yeah, because oh. the 15 I knew I'd want to keep around, and I had to get one for my mom.
1: So that's all well and good, what you guys bought. But, Chris, you also you keep on buying these,
0: and I you keep, keep on, on bringing them. I keep on buying these. I keep on bringing them. It's from Aspen Comics. It's one of their 10 for 10 books. For 10 months, they're putting out special $1 number one issues, and this is the newest one for June. It's Bubble Gun number one, written by Mark Roslin, art by Mike Bowden. And this is a futuristic cyberpunk adventure that centers around a group of like computer espionagists, hackers. Yeah. that, that That's they, what they do. Uh, they They are trained in corporate espionage. They they break into places, they steal secrets or information, they sell Or projects. It, or projects, they sell it off and then they they reap the benefits of it. Um main character is a girl named Molly and her, her older sister, sister is kind of almost the leader of the yeah. group. She's the brains of the operation. This
1: is a heist.
0: It, and it's a heist book. And when yeah. I saw it, I was like, okay, like going into this like that's cool, cyberpunk, futuristic, it's got kinda of like a fun cartoony art mm-hmm. style like Okay. This isn't dark cyberpunk. This is show me bubblegum cyberpunk. It is. It's it's (laughs) bubblegum bubblegum. Show me what you got, bubblegum. And I have to say, I like the idea behind it. I like the look of it. It's just not all there in the execution. Yeah, Yeah. it needs it's
1: everything that this book should be, it should be like a ten and it's maybe a six. It's cyberpunk in the way that there are mega corporations that hire out people that have cybernetic abilities and also hacking skills.
0: There's, like, people with robot limbs, because there's mm-hmm. that dude with, like, the big robot arms, and he's got, like, a handlebar mustache. Well, he puts down his briefcases and then they pop up.
1: Yeah, and but, then, but they but look then the to... Go- they, the girl does actually mm-hmm. have, like, a cybernetic arm. Yeah, and, and so she also the, has the, ports in Roman brains, yeah. Roman has one, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it's not a bad book. For a dollar, you got a a good story, yeah. and it's it, gonna focus around these three warring like gangs yeah of these you got the one that was initially breaking in and then you got the the protagonist group that we're following, yeah, and then the the one owned completely by the mega corporation that is out to break them both and then seems. also you got the group that's trying to buy the right that nice. that the, that they're supposed to be selling it to that the voice on mm-hmm. there that they don't think can afford what
0: right. they've said they're going to pay. And if you're wondering why it's called bubble gun, it's because the main character, Molly has a training weapon, which basically shoots pink bubbles at people. It's not, it's it, a glue it gun. Gum, it gums yeah. them up. It, it's not like it an actual weapon. It's more like that defensive, like a the spider webs. Exactly. Um, and I'm assuming we'll see that come more into play over the course of things. Because this is actually a brand new series. Some of the other books we've read, it's been like, hey, here's volume two of mm-hmm. this story. This is one of the other ones that's like, hey, brand new with uh, Legend of the Shadow Clan. It just needs a little bit of, eh! they just seem to turn the dial up on it a little bit more. And I think it, it can be there. As it is, like I wouldn't mind buying number two, if it was a dollar. Yeah, if, but it's coming if, off. Or, that, or if it was written it by be, Joss Whedon. Yeah,
1: it's coming off like it's trying to be that light anime kind of like niche.
0: And and then when you reach the end and it's there's like that person that they're carrying, uh-huh. it's very Firefly, and yeah. that's kind of the moment where I was like. Did they know this has been done before? (laughs) Did Did they think they were the only person to watch this show? (laughs) Yeah, and or the yeah, like that. At that point, I was like, uh, it kind of undercut everything else that I had read and like expected and appreciated going into because it's like, oh, it's it's Firefly now.
1: (laughs) Well, plus two, everything that we've gotten from this, you know, ten for ten, has been a little more off-centered, you know, except for the ones that are like the volume twos of stuff, but like the Shadow Clan and some of the other books we've read have been their own kind of take on certain things, Mm -hmm. where this is kind of, you think it's its own kind of take, but then it's kind of like, oh, really reminiscent of something else that's really great. I I can't even say it's
0: like paying homage to it, because Mm -hmm. as soon as you...
1: Firefly wasn't the first one to do, he has to pick up they have to pick up a package, and then the package turns out to be a living person.
0: No, but it's that final page where you see it, and it's, like, the figure kind of curled up. It's the exact same way position? that... It's the exact same shot that you have with River.
1: Yeah. And plus, everybody is... Everybody wants this thing. You know, when...
0: They're the ragtag group of outlaws. Like, it It all came I, to me at that point. I, I was understand like, Oh, you guys
1: can see that. Like, I... Say that Thunderworld is too much like the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no room. I, I have, have no room for anything. <laughs> any kind of. this. But I don't think, like, you can go, like, Firefly is the first group to do that. I think it's a uh, older story, uh, McGuffin, MacGuffin, right? Uh, than just Firefly. Yeah, but those stories weren't the ones that are most recently in the Zeitgeist. No, but are in the future with. Yeah. Ragtag group of teens, you know. Mm-hmm. No, it it just it is very. It makes you feel that. Okay, I, I didn't. I actually did not. Really like
0: invoke Firefly in this.
1: It, it didn't it at all when like, they're like, how much? Like, do what you are move? we
0: carrying? What's in here? And, yeah, and then they, they open, open it up, it
1: up and it's like, and I'm like, well, I'm not really surprised and it, or shocked. It, it looks it like some sort
0: of bizarre genetically modified thing that you know is nope. probably going to have some sort of special abilities. How much do you love Firefly, though, Paul?
1: <laughs> apparently not enough that I am... But I'm like, oh, this has been done before, and it's mm-hmm. not that surprising or shocking. But, I'm, yeah, I wasn't that interested in, within reading it, just because none of the characters... There wasn't enough time spent with any one character. There were vignettes. In the, the bubble gun gun girl... Is annoying! Yeah. And then Koi, or whatever his name is kyo yeah it's like kyo
0: it's like kyo kyo
1: kyo he's in love with her they're just telling me that she's in they're in love with her uh it hasn't that relationship hasn't been built but they're just like okay we got to get this out the other guy in the group is more interesting and like the guy in the beginning uh with mr iron eagle or whatever his name is yeah like that he's group. more interesting. Yeah. I was kind of bummed when I was like, oh, oh they're not following that group. They're, they're, the they're like team. the
0: bad guys, but <laughs> they're like the rival group of hackers. Yeah. They're competing for like the same jobs, pretty much. Mm. They're the A-team. and, and team they, And they get framed for the job that our group pulls off.
1: But everybody knows that our group, yeah. the <laughs> group that we're following is a group that actually pulled it off anyways. So their frame-up job did so Yeah, this it's, it Yeah.
0: Ha- it has promise. It, it's got what I want. It just just needs to be dialed up and tweaked a little bit. I'm on the I'm on the edge of maybe checking out number two.
1: I think if it dials it up, it loses what it wants to be though, which is that fun. I, I think like, in light, I think of. you can
0: still have that fun lightness and be a little bit stronger with the characters. Okay. On the art and like well, just kind of. Yeah
1: it's aspen it's a
0: new book the guy that actually drew this did all the world of warcraft books for wildstorm though yeah
1: well and i didn't buy any of those so what do you want me to say i mean it's not
0: it's not like it's just some scrub that they were like hey do you want to draw a book and he was like okay well i can take off you know three days next month so yeah i guess i can knock something out Mm -hmm. he is uh mike Bowden. he is a comic book artist and it it is an Aspen book, like yeah, you're you are right. So I didn't go in it's expecting like, reading this like comparatively to Jim <laughs> Lee and Jay Lee, like mm-hmm. right before it.
1: I went in this with actually like kinda like uh the and art it wasn't, for what it is, it's okay. Yeah. I, I don't understand like I don't I didn't expect anything different out of an Aspen book. I just don't feel like I'm the niche audience for this book. Yeah. And I, I I'd say probably me too. If you got number 2, I probably would read it just to see where that second issue goes. But I, after I'm, that, I probably would be like eh, I think I might be all right. I think
0: I, I might because I plan on ordering the rest of those Legend of the Shadow Clans from the Aspen website, so it's like, oh, I'll be I'll be placing an order anyways. It's kind of one of those things, so I might as well just wait and get it, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I think it's aimed at the game plan.
0: It's not the best. Mhm. But it's not, not the worst. I, I put this above Shrugged, and that was a series that I really enjoyed. Like this I put is it
1: again, uh, way above uh, the Genie book so, journey. I, I I would probably want to read the second issue of that more than the second issue of this. I
0: I I'd probably agree. I would want to read that kind of like Arabian fable folklore, Fantasia didn't, thing.
1: Then then hit my head.
0: You know, it, it hit me enough, and so did this. Like, it's not. This something hit that, me more than that. Legend of the Shadow Clan. As soon as I read that, I was like, "Why didn't I order number two? Yeah. And then, it, then I realized it's because of books like this, where it's like, "Well, no, I don't know." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If the next issue was a dollar, and you were like, oh, "I'm on the fence," I'd probably just throw you the dollar to be like, eh, we should eh, let's check it out," because right. both of us are on the fence of wanting to read it. Like, I wouldn't mind spending that dollar, and even if it was, you know. A, a two dollar book, two ninety nine book, I probably wouldn't mind throwing you a buck for that too. So yeah. you're saying that a dollar would be music to your ears.
0: Yes. Saying, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I think a dollar is a good price for every comic book.
1: Right. I could get like a, a little bag of chips or I could get another issue of this book. Mm-hmm. And maybe this issue of the book. Yeah, depends how hungry I am. <laughs> and but if, yeah, you know what? I've go said, go
0: ahead, no, I
1: was segueing in. okay the well
0: book. yeah i'll I'll jump in then, and I've said this for every single book that we've done for the Ten for Ten. I'm so glad that Aspen is doing this because, yeah, you know what, we are buying these books, we are talking about it, we are thinking about reading more. It's like vertigo used to do with the one dollar number ones, like mm-hmm. yeah, I was buying all those. They stopped doing that like a year and a half, two years ago now, yeah. And that's what would hook me in. Like, there's been other Vertigo books that have come out since then. You
1: know why? Because they're like, it didn't really help our issue trade, our issues at all. People still just buy it in the trade.
0: That's the thing. Like, there's and that's what I was gonna say. There's books that Vertigo has put out that I haven't bought the trade yet because I haven't read that number one issue. Those number one issues that I've read that I've enjoyed. It's like, yeah, I'll definitely get the trade.
1: What was the Greek one? uh, Greek Greek Street. Did you buy the trade? Yeah, I have those. Because I know you like. I carry. I had yeah. the first issue. I was. Yeah, it was only a dollar. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. <laughs> Why not
1: buy it? That was the one that I remember you liking. That was a dollar that you bought.
0: I just, my only complaint about that series, and it's nothing against it. It's all on me. I wish I was a little bit more familiar with Greek mythology that, and like their folklore and stories. That I could be like. Oh this! Oh this! Oh man, oh, I should I'll let totally you read it. Then, like I get with fables. I'll let you borrow
1: uh, my Jim Henson uh, storyteller. Storytellers,
0: story-tellers. <laughs> are those on Netflix.
1: I took Latin in high school, so therefore I'm familiar with basically at most, if not all, Greek and Latin, you know, Roman fables because they're all the same. They just change names Aren't you to protect Venuses. The... Aren't you the fanciest of fancy dancers, <clears> O <throat> Latin? sir. I think you need to start wearing a fedora <laughs> wearing a cape. I'm trying to kiss me on the lips all the time. <laughs> what what if he just wears a staircase, man? What
0: if he just wears a mask? <laughs> well.
1: No, I do not want to become a draconi Dracon, Dracon,
0: Draculoid.
1: Draculoid Draculoid. <laughs> Uh, this is the Chris, beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris going. Go. I didn't even say it or do it. This is the book that we've all been waiting for because art is by Becky Cloonan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that was enough to catch some people. For me, it was written by Gerard Way. Um, this is the true lives of the fabulous Killjoys number one from Dark Horse Comics. Nah 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 nah. Hopefully you've had a chance to watch the music videos I put links up to over on our Facebook because they are story tie ins and they tell the tale of the killjoys that leads into this book. Yeah,
1: it definitely leads into this. And even coming into reading this book, I, when I finished, actually when I first started this book, I was glad that I watched those videos. And when I finished the book, I really was, I really was very glad that I had watched those videos because mm-hmm. it really gets you ready for not only just the world but the story itself you can read this without watching those but you're really doing yourself a disservice by not yeah. i watched na 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 before watching this or na 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 right however nows, however many three. nows you want to put there's in there's only three okay. right uh i didn't watch the other two because they well when, you when i tried to, to load them on my mobile it said this video is not formatted yeah, they're
0: not they're not available online yeah well or on mobile, mobile. just yeah but then you can just go into your YouTube
1: on your phone and do a search for our Sing by I, uh, I I tried doing that and
0: it didn't actually work.
1: Uh, that I was able to do it.
0: Hmm. Well good for you. Ah You know what? <laughs> I have an iPhone now, you have an Android. Yes. Android has Flash. I have uh, Android. Apple doesn't. So you probably could do it on your phone.
1: Maybe. But But um, yes. I didn't feel like I, you know the na 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 nah. Uh, I think set me up enough
0: for this world where it's Th- yeah that one sets the world the sin creates the story
1: it is definitely very dark cyberpunk future where corporations own everything where it's Battery City that's owned by Better of Living Incorporated Industries oh Industries yes okay.
0: because their abbreviation is BLI I. I that, I-N-D. so it's it's blind when you they look mm-hmm. at their actual like branding mm-hmm. it just says blind.
1: Oh, okay, that's kind of clever.
0: It's clever. There's and that, that's the thought that's kind of given to stuff in this book.
1: <laughs> and, uh, there's androids, and there's pornobots. Pornobots. <laughs> and there's, uh, cybernetically en- enhanced people with, and drugs that are designed for artificial humans. And, uh, light guns from the Sony, uh, from, not Sony, from the SNES, yeah. <laughs> from the, no, Nintendo Entertainment System, from Duck Hunt. Pretty much. Uh, ray guns. Uh, they are definitely the light guns from Duck Hunt. And
0: there, there's also pirate radio.
1: And there's definitely pirate radio that is only on the air for like three minutes at a time because that's all they can do and they have to move locations. Otherwise, they'll end up dead. Or wearing a Draculoid mask. Yeah. Um, well, I think you have to be dead to wear a Draculoid no, mask. No. It, they put it on a... Could,
0: because well, they, they on, shoot her, but... They
1: shoot her first and then they put the Draculoid. So, dead or wear the mask, and it's like, well, no matter what, you're dead. Like, as soon as you put on the mask, you yeah. lose who you are. So, you're pretty much dead. And even the at the end. So, this fail
0: follows a group yes. of people living in the desert. We're getting well, into it without talking about it. We always do this. We've, we've been so right. good up to this point. Uh, Chris, why don't you go into this? Because you brought this book to the table. Well, it kind of goes back to everything we were saying in the very near future um better living industries has basically taken over life as we know it and they're telling us that we're better for it but there's some people that no don't believe that's true and they call themselves killjoys and if you've watched the music videos or if you've listened to the album from gerard way's band my chemical romance danger days the two lives of the fabulous killjoys hey that's the name of the book Um, You see that basically killjoys are anyone that's out there doing their own thing, going against better living industries. They're the revolutionaries. They're the freedom fighters. And they're living out in the desert, having a good old time. And what? a couple years ago, before this book actually takes place, the main group of killjoys was actually killed trying to save the little girl that paled around with them. This is her story. She's grown up. She's a teenager now. And she's kind of become a folklore hero at this point.
1: It's ten years years later, and that original group of Killjoys, who people had, like, posters of them on their walls, believed that she was the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And she wakes up in a body bag, a corporate-sponsored body bag with rules, and somehow she survived that out in the desert. For some reason, and she's now well, found by or
0: or she might just sleep in it. Yeah. We don't know. Oh yeah, that, yeah. that's kind of how I read it is like she just sleeps in yeah. the body bag because who's who's going to open up a body bag? It's well, like
1: sleeping in our- a sleeping bag. Well, the body bags are also
0: designed they're, they're, to uh,
1: yes. keep you at, uh, a even temperature of ninety eight point six degrees, so your body will decompose even during the cold nights of the uh, of the desert. But they're designed to be picked up. Nightly, so I don't know how safe it would be yeah. to sleep in one of those because you your body bag would be picked up for incineration while you're sleeping, and then what? Like, so yeah, but as soon as somebody picks you up, you're going to wake up. Yeah, but th- you're also caught. Yeah. yeah, but you don't do anything until they put you back in the truck, and then you can sneak yeah. up. No, no, I'm pretty sure <laughs> but, the also, truck would incinerate also, you
0: as soon as we We don't know all the rules. Like, yeah. she could be waking up before pickup time. This could be somewhere that, you know what, they're not...
1: Yeah, or they, she could. Move it's been back to an obstructed view, which is illegal, and you get reprimands if you obstruct the view. But yeah, there's a bunch of corporate rules that are. You, in the
0: don't back. worry, you see them all in the back, and yeah. also if you go on to My Chemical Romances Facebook, or not Facebook, I'm sorry, YouTube channel, they have commercials from Better Living Industries that you can watch too. There's a lot behind it all, it's and really I love it.
1: Cross promotion between the album and the you know his, in the in the book. It's it's really well done. They they developed a really strong sense of world, and I do get that strong strong sense of world. It's now me buying in. It's okay. The world's there. It's it's kind of the Mad Maxian like post-apocalyptic. You either live in the city, and when you start living in the city, you start dying in the city, mm-hmm. or you try to eke out your own life in the desert where you're just trying not to die. Like and that's. That's a balance. You're either, yeah. friend, you know,
0: you're you're either okay, dying a city, city or, or you're, you're waiting to, to die, die in the desert,
1: and that's that's the choice that you have. And it's a post apocalyptic, apocalyptic, but there's no apocalypse. It's that silent like Yeah, yeah it's just to, to, you're just living outside mm-hmm. of, you're living outside of the to, the city, the norm mm-hmm. kind of a thing. To quote the prequels of. Star Wars. This is how democracy dies with a, with a clapping of hands. This is the sound of democracy dying. It's kind of like that kind of apocalypse. It's that slow, just going along with everything, and it slowly just goes down. Well, it's choosing it's choosing not to go along with things by living outside those kind of norms and living at your own rules. And for the most part, the people seem. Like they're having, you know, that they, teens or young adults are having fun doing what they're doing. They're getting off on it. They're the new killjoys, you know. They want posters in kids' rooms because they're so cool about what they do. Yeah, they seem to be even marketing themselves, like because yeah. they're dressing up and they're calling they're dressing themselves. Up, they got names. Cool they got masks. Jazzy Jack Pack and all that jazz, and Venom and Volume and blah blah you know like they seem to want to create that make themselves a caricature
0: it's killjoy's Kild- were the rock stars of their time and that's that's and pop ten, culture you know what 10 years later the kids grew up
1: to want to be them and this is a but, group that grew up to want to be them and have now found this little girl now are we really living in a society that Rock and roll stars are anti-establishment anymore, though. Like, it's I think seems, it depends on. Not, like,
0: it's not so much.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like any rock star is anti-establishment. You know, it just doesn't feel that way anymore. And this it, is what the book is trying to harken to. Like, no, this is anti. You know, and it's. I don't know. False kind of that kind of idea. falls flat with Yeah, me. I didn't go. I go. I right. didn't go in reading that into
0: this, and it's hard to have. That with how our world is, but when you have just, like, one Mongo, like, corporation running mm-hmm. everything, it might be easier to be anti-establishment when there's only one establishment. It
1: right,
0: be, yeah. Like, there's only one machine to rebel against.
1: <laughs> Rage against the machines yes. is harder.
0: <laughs> um it's it's all very world building in this one, and just introducing you to the characters. And I I really can't wait to see where this one goes. Chris
1: or uh, Paul, would you want to read the second issue, or are you done? I would want to see more so where it goes. I want to buy into, especially the Pornobots. I think they <laughs> had the, no, no. I think they had That's the most. Interesting relationship between the two because it's the cosette. It is the Les Miserables, like, storyline where they are doing what they have to do to survive, but they know there is definitely an end and that end is going to be very bad unless something changes for them soon.
0: I think it was Comic Book Resources just put up like a three-page preview of number two. And it's actually the one porno bot going to Better Living Industries to try to get a new battery for okay. the other one that's, that needs like that robot plus. drug to keep yeah. – yeah, plus to keep running.
1: Because it's cheaper to buy plus to extend the life of your battery, but it doesn't work as well as buying a new battery. And batteries are really expensive.
0: And it also Is drains the- your battery more to use the plus, plus because it's, and because you become it's addicted infected. to it.
1: It's less effective every time you use it, mm-hmm. but it and it keeps on costing more and more every time to use it because you got to buy more.
0: But it's basically the uh, other Pornobot about going to Better Living Industries to try to get a battery and then being like, sorry, you don't have the right paperwork. You need to go to floor number nine. And then when mm-hmm. she gets up to floor number nine, sorry, you don't have the right requisition form. You need to go up to floor 15. Oh, sorry, you need to go up to floor 42 now. And it's just like an old, like, broken down robot, like, with cobwebs on. It's like, oh, sorry, we're no longer supporting this model. Thank you for bringing it to, uh, bringing it to our our attention. attention. Uh, that model will be destroyed. Thank you. (laughs) Like, Mm
1: -hmm. and And then they're going to have to go on the run. And it's not just humans that have to rebel, but it's also these new, what, it's the things that the company created that has to rebel against the actual company that created it. That's interesting to me, because the things that we create can that that come back to destroy us. You know, mm-hmm. it's an interesting storyline.
0: And it, Becky Cloonan on art, Paul. I f- I figure that would be the hook for you. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. It it's it's, it it's really, it's really is evocative of uh, a desolate planet. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, John. No. no. Um. But yeah, it it had me probably. The cat is cool. Four pages into it after watching those videos. Because you watch those videos, you're invested. You know, you mm-hmm. are. And you you know this world, and okay, well, what else can come out of this? And it still has, like, it's got its cool moments. And, like, even, like, when they
0: put uh, the... I love that this one uh, of the new Killjoys actually just even looks like Miss Fitzgerald Glenn Danzig. Like it's very punk rock, and I I love that. Um,
1: but they um, even like when you see through the person's eyes that's mm-hmm. wearing the Draculoid mask. That you know she sees her ex lover as a spider, you know, and mm-hmm. she wants to kill it. You know, it's it really is kind of a fun, interesting book, and yeah, I I'm I'm there. Like I can't wait to finish this off, and uh, I think Gerard Way to create this big world. Years before this, you know, two years before even this book comes out with his music videos had a pl- i think he had a plan, and well, he is a very good comic book writer I, I I like it about this more than umbrella academy. there definitely seems to be rules <laughs> he, he does Paul write, loves
0: rules and well, stuff
1: well, they write the rules back there because like anything and everything could happen in umbrella academy yeah, it's just, and, I I mean, mean, anything and everything and everything did anything and everything can happen in Any kind of comic book. A Superman comic book. A Batman comic book. A Aquaman, Flash, Spider-Man. Anything can happen in those books. There are really... You think that there are rules, but those rules are broken. Mm -hmm. And when you're reading, like, Umbrella Academy, it's a place that it has broken rules. But those what's going on in that book doesn't need to have, ultimately, rules... When you see that the guy's head is attached to a gorilla's body, you mm-hmm. go, okay, this is crazy. Let's just go on with the book. Like, okay, it's a crazy world. Yeah. yeah. It's a family of super babies. I don't, you know, that's where I can't, for whatever reason, th- that's where I don't buy in. I have to trust in something in the story set because without, the ru- without rules, I don't think there's risk. You know, there's no there's no, and there's no drama because if you can just go back in time and save a person and everything's okay now at the end or you wake up and it's all a dream, it's Yeah, but that didn't happen like in right. Umbrella Academy. I know, but,
0: but it know kind, I mean? That kind like, of does touch on the second volume of, of Umbrella Academy where the kid has to go back in time and be the one to assassinate Kennedy because, no it has to happen, like Kennedy has to die at this point in time.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it, you look at like uh, so it it
0: does have those rules though. The, the you, time right. the time war book that we
1: had and the mm. people saving saving Hitler every time, you know, like because some guy with a mm. time machine says, "I'm going to kill Hitler." Right, because that there is that established but, rule that there. But what? you go into certain books, like a book like a book like uh, the Goon, mm-hmm. that has absolutely no rules. You know, they they save the day by throwing an inflatable chicken and knocking a guy off a stump. You know, like, that book has is just crazy off the wall. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're reading a book like that, you know that you're getting a crazy noir crime book. When you pick up a book like Umbrella Academy, you go, okay, this, this book doesn't have rules, but yet it still does have rules because that kid coming back from the future... You know he knows that he needs to change things. You know, so there there are rules to say there are no rules just because a guy's walking around in a gorilla body. The same thing is like, well, I can't read Superman because Mister Mixaplex comes, or Mister oh, Mixaplex he's, annoys me. He's from another planet, and oh, the red sun makes him have powers. Like, you know, that stuff is caca. Yeah, that stuff is, is It is, but. I can, there's a certain level of buy-in, you know, where I can get past it. With Umbrella Academy, it's like, and then suddenly these Starlet things come out of nowhere and start blowing things up, and there's also this and this. It was, like, all too much all at once, and I just couldn't get into it for See, whatever reason. With that first um,
0: trade. Umbrella Academy, for me, that that was kind of the fun yeah. of the book. Like, it's it set up, like, I kind of mentioned this I can this understand to if you. I could get
1: past that of myself, That's...
0: I could like, just enjoy
1: it and hip on and for whatever reason, I couldn't. And like, it, that's, that's very much... that's the,
0: <laughs> and that, For me, it was the fun of Umbrella Academy, because the kids getting their superpowers is all sparked by a wrestler delivering, like, an atomic elbow to a space alien from, like, Rigel 7. Like, right from like the first page, you're told, like, okay, this is the tone of the book. And I think you do get that from Killjoys 2 when you have the DJ, Dr. Death Defying, coming on, just like you have at the beginning of the album, and the beginning of their first music video.
1: And you have you hear that guy's voice throughout the whole book when he when you're reading his his rhymes that he's doing, there, yeah. you know, doing throughout that. His DJ his DJ rhymes going through there and poetic, very poetic, almost like wow, almost like sound
0: lyrics. This is a book that was 3.99 and I'm okay with spending it cuz I've read it like 3 times now.
1: I hope it was almost like song lyrics because that's his day job.
0: Um, also kind of going back to the whole world building thing, uh, Gerard away and the uh, guitarist from my chemical romance created a spinoff band called mad gear and the missile kid that they only did three songs. And the only way to get those three songs was to pre-order the special edition of the danger days album. But it's basically the songs that the killjoys would be driving around listening to. (laughs) <laughs> while they're just tearing around battery city. And that's just something that you don't have to know that. You don't need to know that going into reading Killjoy's. You don't have to know that going into listening to the CD or watching the music videos.
1: And it will never be a bar trivia question.
0: And it won't be. <laughs> but that's just something that they're like, "Hey, you know what? What what are they listening to as they're driving around? Like what do they have playing on their boombox?" Like, "Yeah, let's let's write those songs."
1: <laughs> their mouth Box, I think it, they call it, or the mouth machine, mouth machine. I think they refer to it as a mouth machine. I book.
0: think Doctor Dustifying mentioned something.
1: Yeah, well, no, they say talk, turn off that mouth machine when they're at the if you like break yeah. before going to the wake or funeral or whatever. But anyways,
0: but yeah, it's it's a fun book. It's I a fun book. It. It's a fun world, and I'm really looking forward to seeing more of it. I think out of all the books we read,
1: it's the one issue two of this of like, the
0: like is the, the cover two with the eyes. Mm-hmm.
1: Is um of this is the book I'm looking most forward to.
0: I'm I'm just hoping that Gerard Way has more time to write comic books now that My Chemical Romance isn't a band anymore. Mm-hmm. Because he does some great stuff. Uh, I was talking to John the other day about he actually had a proposal to DC Vertigo for a Batman book mm-hmm. that DC approved, where it's actually Batman living in an asylum, like he's a crazy person. But he's kind of like the hero of the Asylum, and just DC wanted to go ahead with it, but he didn't have the time to write it. Just like the ideas this dude has. Uh, they're
1: all they're all pretty fun. They're all pretty out there, and uh, it, it, it really is something I would like to see. I
0: want to see more books from Work. him.
1: Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. I think he's got a great comic book mind. If you like what we do, hey, spoiler alert, Chris told you I was going to do this. <laughs> Rate us and review us on iTunes. iTunes is the better living industries of podcasting world. Uh, They basically control whether or not other people listen to us. And how they control it is by having you rating and reviewing us. Uh, The more ratings and reviews, the more likely people are to find us. So, uh, Even that, if you want to cut out the middleman, if you want to be the killjoys of the podcasting world, just tell your friends to listen to us. Don't let the Better living industries demand what you do. Just say, hey, friend, mom, dad, Father's Day just happened. Listen to this podcast. You'll love it.
0: Or they probably won't. Probably
1: won't. But if they like comic books, they will. Maybe. I don't know.
0: So make sure you rate and review us. And, hey, hit us up over at uh, contact at baggingboardcast.com if you want to send us an email for something. We've also got baggingboard.com set up if you want to... Find out what we're doing. You put up show notes every week now. So if you want to see what books we're talking about or what beer we're drinking, you can always do that.
1: And uh, find us over on the Facebook, Twitter, Twitter and, and, and Tumblr. Is... Tumblr? Tumblr. Not uh, Instagram? Not
0: Instagram. Not, not Instagram. I, I don't need Instagram because I don't take pictures on my phone. And whatever I do, take, I just put it on Facebook. Yeah, put it on the Facebook.
1: Uh, we got some great uh, birthday pictures of us uh, today on the Facebook.
0: Chris's mom
1: and Ed commented on those, which is,
0: at least we have two listeners. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, neither one of them doesn't do us.
1: <laughs> Buffalo Sabres, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> First three draft picks being defensemen, unexcusable. Right? This is a world I can't live in. There's no rules. <laughs> the rules that they do set up, I don't like. And that is, we pick defensemen. They're not playing by the rules...